0: Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive, so I hope you enjoy, and thanks again for tuning in. You're listening to the Six Figure Coach Podcast, where coaches learn how to build a prosperous business that aligns with their values. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and I'm just thrilled to introduce today's guest to you, Her name is Kelly King-Jackson. Kelly helps black women working in white spaces and she's been feeling a lot of tension around how to keep her work accessible and equitable while still generating the revenue that she deserves. So the first thing Kelly and I did in this session was to get clear on her mission. From there, we crunched some numbers to help Kelly feel clear about how many clients she can serve and at what price point. Yes, you will hear me do some math in public which is never my strong suit, so thank you for following along. But it was really valuable because Kelly walked away from our conversation with a three-tiered plan in place that aligns with her mission and her values and is designed to produce a six-figure income. Here's what it looks like. Tier one is private clients who are in a position to pay Kelly's full rate, tier two is These are group coaching clients who pay a reduced rate for a group experience. And then the third tier is an impact program where Kelly will scholarship spots into her group to those women who qualify. It was so much fun and actually surprisingly easy to create this offering structure with Kelly once we got clear about her mission and the numbers. If you serve an audience that just isn't in a position to pay the big bucks a lot of coaching programs recommend you charge, you're going to love this episode. Hi Kelly, welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk with you.
0: I'm really excited too. So we spoke a little bit before we began recording, but I think the best place for us to start would be to just ask, what is it you most want to walk away with from our time together today?
1: Yeah, I want to have a lot more clarity on a business model that allows me to generate the income that I desire and want for my family and to stay true to my values.
0: Okay. So give everybody some background on where the friction is for you, but also who you serve and the mission of your business.
1: Yeah. So I have spent the last 20 years working for nonprofit organizations and foundation. So I have been many times at the level that I'm at the only Black woman that I see all day. And so I greatly benefited from having a coach and a coach who helped me find my voice and and really kind of lean into my leadership in a way that allowed me to disrupt spaces but to build bridges and and to navigate all of that. And I know that other black women will benefit from that. So my mission is to coach black women in white spaces. Mm-hmm. And there's a knowing that's there, a knowing where when folks enter into a coaching relationship with me, they don't have to explain who they are and why what they care about is important to them. And then we can just get into it. And so as I've been building this practice, I've been just able to coach them like amazing leaders. And as I've done this work, yes, I have black women in corporate spaces, but I also get black women who work for nonprofits. They're underpaid, they're overworked. And I don't want my coaching practice to be elite in the sense that there's no access because then it undermines everything that I say that I believe in, or that's how it feels to me.
0: Yeah. And maybe we're both wrong, but I don't think so. I feel exactly the same way. I think our industry reinforces in all of the places this myth that you must charge, command these high rates, because that's a reflection of your self-worth and all of that craziness. And we get to a point where, We're not serving the people we really want to serve, and we're definitely not inclusive and equitable.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So it sounds like the question here is, how do we design a business model that feels good to you, Mm -hmm. that affords you the revenue and the lifestyle that you want and deserve, and allows you to truly serve the audience that you are most invested in? Yes. Okay. Can you share with me what the business model looks like right now? Like, what are your offerings? Yeah.
1: So Mm -hmm. I have a package model, like many of my peers starting out. So I encourage people to do uh, start with around six sessions. And so I have that priced out. My hourly rate, if you will, has been $200 an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I tell folks that if their income is such that that is not affordable, that I have a sliding scale. And so I have folks who are paying the full 200. And then I have folks, I think the lowest right now that I have is about 125 an hour that they're paying. And most folks are doing three to six months of coaching with me.
0: Okay. And what about that feels misaligned? for you with your goals of serving the people you want to serve and generating the revenue that you want to generate without falling into the trap of working 24-7?
1: Well, that's the issue, right? How many clients do I have to keep? And then the timing, right? So I have to be sure that as folks are phasing out, I have this pipe, continuous pipeline. I don't love math like that. Just like you don't love spelling. Like I know I'm going to say, oh, I need this many. And then I'm going to be off. And then my husband's going to be like, wait a minute, you you quit your job to do what? Um, <laughs> so I really, I'm concerned that if I only focus on these individual packages at this rate, that I am going to end up in a, in a jam. And I thought about doing a group coaching model. I outlined it. And then the introvert in me was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of talked
0: myself out of it. Can your commitment to serving Black women, to the liberation of Black women, be stronger than the introvert in you?
1: A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. You're, it's, and we don't have to be gregarious right? Or charismatic in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. I feel we just need a cause that's greater Mm -hmm. than our perfectionism and our all of our other hangups.
1: I like that. Yeah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: great. Okay. So what I just wrote down was scale plus give back. So your current business model is just not scalable. And I'd love to just throw an idea your way as a jumping off point for us to design something that feels super aligned for you. The sense that I have is you could have private coaching for individuals who can afford higher rates and even higher than what you're charging. Then you could have small group coaching and I can walk you through the structure of that on a sliding scale. So there is no sliding scale to work with you privately anymore. Okay.
1: I'm just, I'm This I'm is, com- again,
0: it's just a jumping off point. I'm coming okay. with you. I'm okay. coming. Yeah. Great. And then some sort of equity initiative, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, inside the Six Figure Coach Club, oh, I'm crossing my fingers, Kelly, that by the time your episode airs, our social impact exchange program will be open because we're super close. But I really wanted to look at how can I, as a white woman especially, really use my strengths to make as big an impact as possible. And I realized, oh, that's giving opportunity to the coaches who already serve marginalized communities instead of me now like trying to be some sort of weird savior, right? And go in and serve these communities. So we're launching a social impact exchange program that coaches who are eligible, their audience is underrepresented, marginalized, underserved in some way. So for every 10 members inside the Six Figure Coach Club, I'm going to give a fellowship to a qualified coach, But this was my way of creating structure around Mm -hmm. impact so that I could disentangle a little bit. This confusing belief that every way I give back has to also be the way that I get paid. And, and, and if that's true, then I can't charge what I want to. It just gets tangled, right? So I yeah. wonder if this third piece could be some sort of fellowship program, whatever you wanted to call it, where you know when certain metrics are hit, this other thing, an opportunity opens up for someone who may not be able to pay you at all. I like it. So now essentially what this might look like, and let's get into the details after this, is your first tier, and I'm not saying first as in best, it's the first one we mentioned, okay? Mm -hmm. Are individuals, you're coaching them on leadership, right? And Mm -hmm. liberation. They are in a position to afford your higher rate, That essentially finances part of the second track and definitely the third track. Yeah. So as you hear me really pitching this to you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what comes up for you around this? And then we'll talk about how we can really clarify what shift and clarify the plan so it feels like yours.
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing I really like is that it's simple because I don't know if you've researched sliding scale before, but it is so in the weeds and the explanations and the criteria. And so that got really overwhelming really quickly. So I'd like the clarity around having the structure there around the impact. Where I'm having resistance in this moment is would people who can't afford the higher rate never get an opportunity for one-on-one coaching?
0: Okay, so I wonder if there is a limiting belief popping up here, Mm -hmm. which is the only way to the the best of me or the best transformation comes in that one on one relationship.
1: A hundred percent, that is my limiting belief. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. I used to have that same belief. And actually for all of our listeners, I will put in the show notes, another episode. It was one of our very first episodes. I worked with Carly Clark Zimmer around this exact belief. So I'll let you know it, the episode number as well. In my former life, working with actors, my signature program was an eight week group course. And I worked with 16 people at a time because my office could fit 16 chairs. (laughs) That was it, right? As my reputation expanded and the business grew, I got to the point where I was teaching six of these at a time, and it was a lot. And then, like, my book came out, and things kind of blew up, and I had actors from all over wanting to work with me. And here, I was limited to 16 folding chairs on Westwood Boulevard in West Los Angeles, California. So I was forced... To figure something out. And I just really, Kelly, thought there's no way this will be the same for people. If I take Mm -hmm. it online, this was before Zoom, right? Right. And if there's any more people in there, and here's what I learned it wasn't the same, but it was equally as transformative for Mm -hmm. the participants. So, group small, especially group coaching, has become my favorite way to deliver that private client experience. For those people who aren't in a position, whether that's because they prefer groups or can't afford privates or all of those other reasons, to still get the benefit of coaching. So I'd le- I want to invite you to just explore what are the, the things that show me privates are best. What is it about mm-hmm. privates that are best? Make a list. Okay. And then the assignment is, how can I replicate at least 80% of that in a small group experience? Uh Because the magic of small groups, I hope none of my private clients are listening. If you are, plug your ears. Because what I am seeing oftentimes is private clients move at a slower pace than those in groups. Because they don't Mm -hmm. have a mirror reflecting back to them, whether they're moving slow or fast or Uh where their blind spots are. So are you open to taking on that assignment of just getting creative about how you can get close to creating a similar experience in a group?
1: Yes, I'm really intrigued by what you said about the pace.
0: Oh, I I see it a lot. If I have a client who has started in a small group and then moves to privates, I don't see it happen as much. But someone Mm -hmm. who only comes in and is only ever a private client, they often move at a slower pace. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So what type
1: of resistance do clients have about groups? And when they see that you offer privates And groups, do they feel like they're getting less, if you will, by being in the group?
0: They will feel that way if you feel that way. Okay. If you don't feel that way, you're just not going to carry that energy into the conversation. So my clients who prefer privates tend to be the people who can afford them, which is interesting. Right? So they Mm -hmm. value prestige and exclusivity and perhaps control. Right? And my clients who prefer groups are grateful for the opportunity. But again, it's how you position it. Yeah. Right? That makes sense to me. So you have to get stand firmly in it first. I'd love to share with you if it would be helpful how I structure my small groups. Yeah, I would love to. Okay, great. So small groups, I think a great place to start is with a format. I usually call it power groups. I don't know where that word came from. It's very masculine, but there you go. And this is a group of four to six people. We meet every other week for a two-hour block of time. Now, if that seems like a lot, it could be for you, and you can adjust it however you want. But for <laughs> me, it's this special bubble. What is it? Gay Hendrix calls it that "the genius time," or something where the clock we have no awareness of how much time has passed because we're so in our zone. That's my experience in this two-hour mm-hmm. bubble. <laughs> but we begin. With a quick check-in, literally a two-word (laughs) check-in, right? Just everybody, two words to describe where you're at today. And then each member, if it's four people, everybody gets about 20 minutes of focused coaching from me in that small group environment while others observe. Okay. And then there's about 10 minutes for feedback from the group. And then we move on to the next person. So what ends up happening is you're getting coached on something I hadn't even thought of before. And it totally relates to the circumstance that I'm in. I like it. So it Hmm. does feel like a private experience because in a lot of ways it is. And yet you're beginning to scale.
1: Yeah. You know, this is different. I think I have made up in my mind that if I did a group it had to be like one of those highly structured, we're going to talk about this this week and this this week, which I feel is helpful for some folks who are like, maybe you're starting to supervise or you're in a middle management role. But for folks who are looking for like specific transformation, it could feel very restrictive. And I didn't want to do that. But this feels more expansive in how you're framing
0: it. Right. So I've, this has been a theme lately on the podcast, but I look at coaching as being delivered in three different ways. One is client led right? And that's usually what happens in privates where the client has a goal and then they show up and you meet them where they're at. And the goal is to move forward at their pace. The other is content led, which is what you're speaking to here, where it's really more of a course rather than a coaching program. And then there's a combo where you may decide for your small groups, here are three themes we're going to explore. So there's a, a bit of a framework But the individuals bring their particular goals, obstacles, and struggles as they relate to those themes to receive coaching around. I see those wheels turning in your head.
1: (laughs) Uh, The themes and the combo feel really interesting. That landed very differently than the
0: very structured course pathway. So tell me more about what that could look like for you.
1: Yeah, I've been playing around... I follow Michelle Mazur and her three-word rebellion, Mm -hmm. and I've been playing around with this concept around um, love and freedom, and that we're on this journey towards that, right? So love of self, love of community, love of the work, whatever that is that you're doing, and this freedom, right? Like, when do you feel most free? When do you feel most aligned with um, your higher purpose, even if you're not being paid to do that as your job, you know? Right. And so... As you were speaking about the combo, I was like, what if there were readings or videos or music or art that folks could reflect on that tie those themes together? And then we coach. And then they have the flexibility in that time, whether they're talking about something at, in life or at work or in
0: community. What a great idea. So the theme, another connecting thread here is the client right? Black women in leadership. So they're all going to have a similar shared experience right? and and likely similar enough goals for it to make sense for them to all be together, right? And then you have these themes and just these, it's like a a wine pairing almost of Mm. like music or literature or TED Talks, right? Other resources to spark conversations for them. I love it. I think I love it too. Hey, I've got a question for you. What's your coaching superpower? If you haven't thought about it, I've got a free quiz that's pretty good at deciphering your magical mojo. Are you great at creating connections? Maybe you're a natural leader who people just trust, or perhaps it's your strong sense of purpose that you really need to leverage. Let's find out where you are where you want to be, and how to best get you there with the Coaching Superpower Quiz. It'll take you about 45 seconds to complete, and when you're done, you'll learn the precise steps you need to take, whether you're ready to scale your business, you want to build your list, or you just need to find some paying clients. Plus, you'll get your very own personalized toolkit that caters to your unique superpower because... Accentuating the positive is always a good idea. So, if you're ready to clear away the fog, chart your course, and steer your business in the right direction with as much ease and grace as possible, go take the superpower quiz. You can find it now at sixfigurecoachquiz.com. Okay, so our goal here is to figure out how do you deliver the work you most want to do, have the impact you most want to have generate the revenue you want and serve the people you feel called to serve. So this three-part business model, how what are we missing? Where does it not quite feel aligned if anywhere?
1: I don't even have a sense. When we talk about pricing, like mm-hmm. it in all of my, you know, relatively like two years and under coaches, getting to $200 felt great. Right. Mm -hmm. I did, I did all my money work and I was like, you know, yes, I can say that and not have resistance, but thinking about saying a higher number, I'm like, what, what are we doing here? And what would that look like is, is definitely something I'm thinking about. I had gotten clear, like if I was to coach within an organization, I would have charge a tire rate but i hadn't really thought about it for individuals so mm-hmm.
0: okay great so let's have a bit of a pricing conversation right now you're at 200 so now with these three sections it would be 200 an hour no more sc- sliding scale or 200 a session is mm-hmm. either one they're about the same okay and in order for this to all work for you can we really get into some numbers are you cool yes, with that okay, i am so. Okay. So what would your revenue goal be in the next 12 months?
1: So I said my revenue goal was a hundred thousand, but that wasn't only
0: individual. That was if I was adding some org work. Okay. So how much of that would be org work? And we're we're making it up a little bit here, yeah. but we'll do our best. 30% of my time. Okay. So then we're looking at 70K. Thank you for making the math easy for me. (laughs) Sure. 70K serving individuals, whether that's in your group, whether that's privately. How many clients is a full, how many hours of coaching a week or a month, however you normally think about it, is full for you? Not Mm. And not to the brim, right? Like that perfect amount of full.
1: Yeah, perfect amount of full would be 10 to 12. 10 to 12.
0: Okay. So 10 to 12 hours of coaching a week. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Let's say 10. It's just because math will be easier for me. (laughs) 10 hours a week. And let's just assume that one of those is going, or two of those hours every week will be your group. Okay. All right. We're looking at 70K. We have one group, which gives us eight clients left, right? What do you feel? So if the group is a sliding scale, do you, I almost don't like the sliding scale for the reasons you shared, but it could just be pick your price and it's either A or B. So you don't have to do any math and the, the client can decide and it's just easier for you. So what would, we're just kind of making it up today, but what would the A and B options be for your group?
1: I have a clarifying question are groups meeting for six weeks? or my groups meeting for three months? Like we didn't really talk about how long mm-hmm. do groups ideally meet? I heard one of your podcasts where you were talking about like not doing a monthly subscription, right? Like, so yeah. don't get into that rat race. But, you know, am I talking about a year? Like people are going to commit to meeting every other week for a year or is this every mm-hmm. other week for six
0: months? Sure. You know what? Here's how I've approached it, and I don't know if it's the smart way to do it or not. Mm-hmm. But with a new offering, the last thing I want to do is make up an offering and then sell it to people for 12 months. What if I don't like it? I like it, really. <laughs> right? So yes. I, but eventually, once the kinks are worked out and you really get all right, here's the structure. I we're rolling. Then switching it to a one year program may make a lot of sense. But I'm not comfortable starting there. There are too many unknowns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want to set myself up for easy re-enrollment. So what's coming up for me would be offering something where it's maybe a three-month minimum commitment, and then they can choose to stay as long as they'd like afterward. And the goal here, really, Kelly, is if you're getting value, you don't want to leave this group. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, you're going to keep coming back. I like it. Yes. So three months. I'm no longer charging two hundred dollars an hour for my individual, so I'm mm-hmm. thinking hmm, fifteen
0: hundred for three months of co- group coaching. So that so fifteen hundred for three months is five hundred a month. Like, look at what you just did. If you're meeting twice, that's two hundred and fifty dollars a meeting, which is more than you're charging private. But I'm just I want I'm reflecting yeah. to you how your container has expanded. Yeah, I don't know how you did it that fast, but thanks. so let's think about who tell me a little bit about who the perfect candidate for the group is because part of this is being able to create opportunity right so who is the candidate for the group membership
1: what i had previously spec'd out was that this would be black women in middle management Mm -hmm. and i had gotten some previous coaching because i was like should i separate them by industry and they were like well what would make it different by having them separate Right, There might be something really special about having them be cross-sector, but having that kind of shared management and managing up and managing peers and and managing folks that are their direct reports. So that feels really clear for me. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. middle management, and I didn't get into age range.
0: No, it doesn't matter.
1: So that was as far as I got.
0: Okay, great. So when you think about Black women in middle management who you know you could have really made an impact for, but who didn't hire you because price was an obstacle for them, Mm -hmm. or even maybe a client who's on the lower end of the sliding scale, what does that reveal to you around the appropriate price for the group?
1: It would not be what I said. Yeah, good point. Most of those folks were in the
0: $100-ish range. That's so I, where I was thinking was like two fifty a month or two hundred. Maybe there's one bracket that's two fifty a month, right? And another that's two hundred a month. That feels good. And maybe we look at okay, how do we again create that really powerful, transformative experience and have up to ten people in the small group? It's totally possible. Yeah. As long as we shed that belief that only one-on-one precious private work is valuable. <laughs> I'm right. shedding. I'm shedding. Okay, I see you. Great. So let's just play with this and say eight women. All right? So eight women, and I'm going to lowball it, at 200 a month is 1600 a month in your group. I'm going to multiply that by 12. So now we're just working under the assumption that leads are coming in, there's a wait list, like the marketing has been covered. Okay. Just to get clear on the numbers and marketing is another episode, right? So that's your group would bring in 19,000 a year. If we subtract that number from 70,000, which is the goal for privates, we're looking at 50,800 to be precise per year. In privates. I'm going to divide that number by eight, which is your, is that right? No, 10. No, no. We're doing the group. So we have eight extra hours a month, right? Yes. Do you meet with people once a month or?
1: No, no. We said um, 10 per week, 10 hours. Oh, right.
0: Okay. So we have room for eight private clients a month. Great. So I'm going to take a week. Let's back it up. Let's just make sure. Okay. And this will be helpful for everyone. So everyone, pull out your calculators or your notepad and (laughs) Check me doing math in public. What are we doing, (laughs) Kelly? Okay. So, our goal is $100,000 in revenue. We're going to assume 30,000 of that working within organizations, Mm -hmm. which brings us to 70,000 serving individuals. We did the math here, and 19 of that 70,000 per year will be revenue from your group. So, 70 minus 19 is 51,000 in privates. So, 51,000 for the year, I'm going to divide that number by 12 because there are 12 months in the year. That means $4,250 per month from privates. So far, so good. Great. I'm going to divide that number by eight, which is how many open spots we have available for privates. Mm -hmm. So, that's 500. $31.25 per month. How often are you meeting with clients? Weekly? Usually most are bi-weekly. Yeah. Let's divide that by. Okay. So they're each. Okay. So back it up. So we have eight hours a week, right? So that's actually 16 clients. If you're meeting with them bi-weekly, does that make sense? Okay. So we need $4,250. Everyone has, t- has turned the podcast off at this point. Just so <laughs> this is great for the two of us. I don't know if anybody else is tracking and it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we need $4,250 in revenue through private clients. Yes, you meet with them twice a month. So that's with eight hours a week, it's 16 clients. So I'm taking 4250 and dividing that by 16. So that's $265 a session. So they're looking at, yeah, $550 That's rounded up per month to work with you privately. You're just like so not even far off from that at all. How did we do this? Well, it's possible that I got the math wrong. I don't think so, but you'll have to go back and double check. Yeah, that's exactly where we've landed. Okay. Does that feel yeah. values aligned? It does. Yeah. Does it? it? Does. And it. It. We did the numbers, so it's also you're aligned with your revenue goal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've also built in. Oh, we need to talk about that third area. Opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity at no cost. What? And or at some level of investment, whatever feels aligned for you. So let's just imagine now you have eight private clients you have or excuse me 16 private clients and another group of eight people how do you envision giving back or creating opportunities for individuals who may not have to invest any money
1: two things that came to mind one was if i fill my group at eight mm-hmm. could i have one or two additional the other slots for that The other that's coming to mind is doing more speaking, like Mm -hmm. maybe doing like a quarterly thing or some other opportunity that would be available and my give back.
0: I love it. I love it. I think opening up some spots, some give back spots in your group makes a ton of sense. And I'm almost envisioning down the road, having part of the group experience being one of their requirements for participation is to mentor another Black woman in leadership who is not as far along as they are. So we have that ripple effect, right? Yes. It'd be really cool. It would. I'm getting so excited about your business.
1: <laughs> as am I, as am I. <laughs> Yeah, I I like that idea a lot.
0: Okay, so it sounds like that third way that you serve your audience, more will be revealed. But just for the vision today, we see where now there's space inside of your groups to offer admission at no charge to qualified people or everybody pays and there's this give back where they're also mentoring others. So we can see what unfolds there. Okay. So before we started recording, I think you said to me, you, your goal was for me to make everything perfect. Yes.
1: That (laughs) was my my goal. Fix
0: it. Fabulous. Fabulous. (laughs) So what else do we need to explore or address in order for you to feel like we're on track toward I'm perfect is such a weird word right but for you to really feel like you can finish this conversation and run in a clear direction
1: the only thing I can think of is messaging to folks about my new rate and mm. do I give my existing clients an opportunity to buy up a bunch of things at this rate? Or do I just say my rate will be increasing on such and such date and just mm-hmm. leave it in let it be in the ethos?
0: Yeah, I think that the way I have I've done this in the past has always aligned with my values and may not have always aligned with smart business practices. So I'm only going to speak from my own experience. For me, I value belonging And I value togetherness. And so what always felt right for me was to honor the relationships I was already in, which doesn't necessarily mean not raising rates on clients, but either A, giving them a lot of notice. So if you decide, I'm going to raise my rates, you give them a full 90 days notice. So that you have time to either wrap up your work together or get them in a place where the new investment makes sense. I actually have also done what you mentioned, which was my rates are going to go up. And between now and then, if you want to pre-purchase sessions through the end of the year, I put a limit on it. I've done that as well. And both of them have felt great to me. So what feels most aligned for you?
1: Maybe a hybrid. I like giving them the notice and saying, if you want to prepay, you you can do that. And that will fit really nicely with my 2022 plans around, you know, expanding and doing that organization work, which I don't have capacity to do at this time.
0: That feels good. Great. The sense I have is that it will also give you some solid footing or breathing room, right? Because you'll kind of know where all your clients stand to really think about what this group looks like and how you're going to introduce it. Yeah. Great. Well, this was super fun. Thank you. We got really in the weeds with math, which is always like, such a great listening experience. So for those of you who are still listening, thank you for staying on this journey with both me and Kelly. <laughs> yes. Thank you all. If you had to share your biggest takeaway from our conversation, what would it be?
1: That growth doesn't have to be painful for mm-hmm. the client or for the coach. That's a good. And yeah, you know, and and growth does not mean you're leaving folks behind.
0: Yeah, well said. Well said. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for you. raising your hand and volunteering to come on the show. This was a really fun conversation for me. Thanks. I appreciate the invite. You're welcome. And thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's really the best way to show your support. Now, if your goal is to build a six-figure coaching business and you need a simple system to get there, I would love to invite you to join us inside the Six Figure Coach Club. I'm so proud of the community we've built there. Plus, the mentorship and training you'll receive is truly unmatched. Now, the first step to joining us is to actually watch the coach class. That way, you can see how my approach to six figures can work for your business, and from there, you can apply to join us inside the club. So, go to watchthecoachclass.com now to learn more about how I can help you reach your business goals inside the six figure coach club. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next week.